Life can get really busy, but we're reminded that when we live the kingdom pace, we not only have time to grow more ourselves, but to also grow closer to our creator. Kingdom Pace is a podcast about the ways we can make sure we're staying alongside Jesus and staying right where we are supposed to be in life. Hey everyone, welcome back to the Kingdom Pace podcast. I'm Jessica and with me as always is... Hey Jess, it's Mark. Howdy. How's it going? It's good to be back. Yeah. One of our is. favorite times of the week. It really is. Kingdom Pace time. Yes. Yes. And so if you listened last week, um, or the weeks before that even, we are kind of going um, through a season of seed. And so we kind of broke down last week the, the S and what that stands for in seed, which is sanctification. Um, as we go throughout the season, we'll go through the other letters, which are E, education, E, edification, and D, determination. But we wanted to really focus on the sanctification piece and go almost more in the how-to aspect of it. Um, so I was actually thinking about this this morning because I listen to quite a few podcasts. And I will listen to a podcast where they're, you know, they'll put out there what their topic is going to be. And I'm like, that sounds awesome. And I'm going to learn how to apply this in my life. And sometimes I feel a little bamboozled, I guess, where I'm like, I really want to know more of how to apply this. So um, I feel like even though we gave really, really in-depth overview of sanctification last time in regards to how it falls into seed, hopefully this is something where you feel like you can take kind of those next steps and really start to evaluate just what this looks like in your life. So that being said... Mark, I'm going to have you kind of introduce um, what that looks like. Yeah, the how-to, right? Yes. Awesome. So, Jess, there's three things that we I'd like, love to talk to you today, mm -hmm. like get some conversations. Like It's almost going to seem like a sermon, three points and an illustration. It <laughs> no, sounds like a sermon. So um, there are three ways that we grow in sanctification. And again, I'm not going to say this is exhaustive. Mm-hmm. But I would say that if if each one of these were a seed that produced something, they produce an abundance of the Bible talks about good deeds, right? Yeah. So the first one is conversion. Mm -hmm. When I when I mention conversion, I'm talking about salvation in Christ. Yeah. To be reborn. Yep. Not reformed, but regenerated and born again. Mm -hmm. Number two would be commitment. Commitment to who? Christ and His Word. Yeah. I think of. Anytime I think of commitment to, to Christ and his word, I think of Revelation chapter one and two, where Jesus mentions over and over and over to you who are victorious, mm -hmm. right? No matter what, they held on to the truth, right? Commitment, right? Yeah. Christ's commitment. And number three, um, confession. And it, like, here's the thing, confession, wait a second. I thought it's confession that led to salvation. Hmm. Yeah, huh. but- Confession leads to healing. Yeah. James says, confess your sins one to another that you may be healed. Mm -hmm. Ongoing confession. Because here's the thing. Even in my sanctification, yep. my salvation in Christ, when I say sanctification, Jesus, I'm becoming more like Jesus, right? Yep. Where my life is more like him, it pleases him more. It mm -hmm. pleases the Father. In that process, 
after my conversion and my commitment to him, there's still things in my life being pruned out that do, don't bring God glory, yeah. that hurt other people. So I need to have a place where I can confess my sin, mm-hmm. knowing that when I confess, my brother or sister will love me and see me the way Jesus does. Yeah, I, I love that. And I almost feel like there could be um, a fourth C, which is mm. like continuation, because I think awesome. that's exactly right. Like we <clears throat> we oftentimes think of conversion as being like, that one moment where life changes and, you know, we are completely transformed, converted to, to following Christ. But I think that, you know, having, having that commitment and that confession as well, like those are things that we go back to on a daily basis. And, you know, I, I think if there's a person that thinks, well, I've, I've been converted. I gave my life to Christ. I don't have to confess anything anymore. I've already reached perfection. Um, you need to do a recheck and maybe get, recommitted back to the word because we are going to fall short continually and need to, to keep that, that, that sanctification is a journey and keep that going. Hmm. So, um, just to kind of dig into, to each of these, when you, when you think of conversion, um, you know, I like how you kind of break it down that it's, it's converted to Christ it's converted to the church and then converted back to the world. Mm-hmm. So I, I think, you know, a lot of times people understand conversion to Christ. And I think we talked last week about how, you know, truly it's it's a transformation. It's not a, a little lifestyle change that we make. It's not, you know, changing our daily routine. Like it is true transformation. And I think one of my favorite stories when I think of conversion is the story of, of Saul to Paul and, you know, the scales falling from his eyes. And, you know, we each probably have a part of our story that's like that. And I know, you know, I have people I know in my life that have stories like that, where it's just their eyes were completely opened up. And then there are some people that don't have stories that are quite that radically. Um, but it's still, you know, that conversion to, to Christ. Mm-hmm. So I guess I'm saying like that one, I think is easier for people to understand. Um, when you say converted to the church, what, what do you, what do you view that as? Yeah, that's a great question. So I was thinking when you, when you started leaning in, into that, um, my thought process, I was thinking like, um, do you remember when you were pregnant with Haley? Yep. Did you ever Hard to see, forget. huh? Hard to forget. Yeah. So, okay. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> stupid question. Um, so did you ever get an ultrasound? Yep. Okay. So like you had this life, um, growing inside of you and then once like, and so check this out, she, her life, she's in there and she's being conformed right into mm-hmm. life. Like, right. And so once her, once she took shape, she took a conversion from inside the mother to outside of the mother. Right. right? And so a new life began, like a life transformed, right? So when we come to Christ and this conversion takes place, mm-hmm. we're converted to the church. We're converted to the church for a purpose because when we're first, when we're converted to Christ, mm-hmm. right? It's a personal relationship, but now we're converted to the church because there's a purpose for our life. Yeah. It's the purpose to fulfill the kingdom of God. Okay. So I'm, I'm thinking through like spiritual gifts, for example, and you start to see who God made you truly to be. And then how do we all come together as the body of Christ, which is the church 
to really live out our purpose together. Yeah, absolutely. So then converted back to the world. Yeah. So I, I just going to ask questions and you yeah. can just answer yeah. them. Um, so would you say that it's then using our giftings, using the body of the church to then go and transform the world, like be the light out in a dark place? Yeah. Like think about the, so that's such a great, so here's another kind of illustration, right? So before, before you and I came to Jesus, we were much like a caterpillar. Mm. Sure. We were bound to the ground. Yeah. Right. We crawled. We could crawl up on things. You yep. know what I'm saying? But at some point we went into a cocoon mm -hmm. and in that cocoon, which actually like that transformation that takes place, that conversion, um, Jane or Paul actually talks about Romans 12, one, this transformation takes, pl takes place that all of a sudden that caterpillar that goes inside that cocoon, when that caterpillar comes out, what is it no longer? It's no longer a caterpillar. Anymore. Right. Now it's soaring. Yeah. Beauty, right? Yeah. So Jesus in that mindset takes us, converts us to himself, imparts in us the Holy Spirit, mm -hmm. right? Takes us to the church and then he propels us back into the world as a total new creation, full of beauty and wonder. And we, we're, we're now looking at life through a biblical worldview and not right? A secular worldview. Yeah. And so we see things different, right? Mm -hmm. We overcome things different. Like Jess, I'm sure like, I'm sure like we both could like give testimony of like, I think for example, go back, um, you're a cancer. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like, here's the thing. You're a cancer survivor and I never hear you talk about it. Yeah. Right. Like you never talk about it. It's like, it was a thing, right? Mm -hmm. Blows my mind. <laughs> Only God in you could make you not worry, live a life where you look in the rearview mirror. Right. You never talk about it. Mm -hmm. You never use it as a badge. You never use it as a victory. It's almost like, why don't you ever talk about your cancer? And you're like, <laughs> shut up. Don't want to talk about it. So you do that because a conversion took place in your life. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's really good. And I, you know, so when I think about the application for people, like how do you grow in conversion? I think it's, it's applying those things. It's getting plugged into a community where people are going to pour into you to point you to, to really like the right place, right? Which is focus on God's word and focus on, on your giftings. And I think that when we surround ourselves with other, other godly people, um, it shouldn't end there. And I think that sometimes we can, we can almost become stale in our sanctification because we are like, sweet, I'm a Christian. I'm going to surround myself with these people that are just like me, that pour into me. But really, then it is being propelled back into the world and, and showing other people and bringing people along on their journeys with you to grow in their own sanctification. Yes. And Jess, what a great point. Like, you know, as you continue to like dig in that, like this, so check this out, right? Like Jesus converts us to him. And when he converts us, he saves our soul for eternity. Mm -hmm. He puts us in the body and you know what? He puts us with other people and that conversion is sanctification because we become more like him. Right. Jesus never saved us to be lone rangers mm -hmm. because the Bible says those that isolate seek their own demise. Right. We're just not good being by ourselves. Yeah. So he's smart, right? So he puts us in the body. 
And the cool thing is, is that sanctification process, that growing process, that conversion, he puts us out in the world and, and it's like this. It's, it's just like creation. God throws us in the darkness and he puts these lights out there to shine and point the way. Mm-hmm. That others would then be what? Converted to Christ. Yeah. I love that. So if you move on to commitment then. So this is to Jesus and his word. So real life application. What does this look like for Mark Moyer? Yeah. What that looks like for me is this, is that I have preferences. Hmm. Okay. Right? Yep. I have these preferences still in my, I have preferences in my, my faith, right? Mm -hmm. Like as far as like, I'm very, you know, you know me as a person, I'm really, truly passionate. I love to study the Bible. And I I have a preference. I even have a preference about a, a a translation, right? But then I also have this flesh Mm -hmm. that has preferences. Mm -hmm. And so it's, it's like this, when I say commitment to Jesus and his, his word is this, this word, right, is really a hot topic right now. Liberty, freedom. Hmm. When I think of commitment, I just want to lay out there today of this. I am not a free man. I was bought and paid for by somebody else. Hmm. My freedom and my liberty is found in Christ alone. Therefore, I don't have freedom and liberty, so to speak, of what people would think. My freedom and liberty is bound toward God and his word. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, that, that in itself draws us to the commitment. You know, it's like, it's like that never ending circle. And, you know, I think of a conversation I just had with someone last night that was, you know, they were, they were talking about, you know, really their, their own conversion and wanting to be in the word more. And that, that is that cycle that, you know, sometimes I think we think, well, if I'm in the word more, it'll lead to this, but this, will also lead to more sanctification. So, Mm -hmm. yeah. Yes. And it, again, like just like an example of that, like commitment would be someone hurts me. Mm -hmm. Like we talked about last week, we kind of, we agreed last week that probably one of the hardest things to happen is when someone lies to us. Right. And I love what your, I love what your response was. Like, like it messes with everything, right? Mm -hmm. We feel deceived and we don't, Now we, we question everything. Is it true or not? So I think about that. So I think, so someone hurts us, right? Taking this back to commitment. So God's converted me, right? I'm in Christ. I've been bought and paid for by Jesus. I'm owned by him, right? But someone hurts me. Well, I have one or two choices. I'm going to deal with it with my flesh. Yeah. Which if I deal with it that way, I'm making a commitment to my sinful nature to deal with it my way. Mm -hmm. If I deal with it with the spirit, I die to myself and let Christ, right? Christ and his word guides me to response. Yeah. So say someone hurts me. Do I forgive and forget? Or as vengeance is mine, saith Mark. Mm -hmm. Right? Right. If I'm true, if I'm being committed to Christ, I will respond the way Christ does. Right. That doesn't always feel good. Right. That's part of sanctification. Yeah. That's something we, we grow in. We're growing in. Yeah. Right. Bad fruit is falling off to give way to new fruit. Yeah. Because in pruning, when you prune, it always gives an abundance more. Yeah. And that that really segues well then into confession because I, I think, I mean, what you gave is a great example. I'm just thinking through um, a study I recently did on, on the words that we speak. 
And I was talking about the times when you've said something and then right away you regret it. And you think that was probably a little passive aggressive or that was hurtful or like, why did I say that out loud and all those things. And it's as part of those things that I think as you grow towards sanctification, you are more aware of those little things, um, which then should lead us to confession to say, Yep, this is something that definitely is a part of my flesh that I need to die to. And so being able to confess it and to confess it to a brother or sister is powerful that then you can hold each other accountable. You put it out there. And I think that when you when you confess something, it lets go of that guilt where it's, I don't want to go back to that. I want to be transformed. I want to grow. I want to... I want to do better and not better in a way that it makes us like I'm a better person, but it's, it makes us just more, more aligned towards Christ. Absolutely. So like something I just thought about, like, and this kind of goes back to kingdom pace when we were writing kingdom pace, mm-hmm. you wrote praise. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And you're in the worship. That's my fun one. Yeah, you're in the worship. You can sing all those things that some of us on the podcast can't do. And Mm -hmm. maybe our one listener, I don't know if they can sing or not. But anyway. (laughs) Probably. Everyone's great. Confession, not just in negative, Mm. but confession that you are Lord God. Ah, yeah, that's good. See, like... It's so easy to lean into the confession of confess our sins, yep. but there's also the other side of the coin of confessing that you are Lord, regardless of the situation or season that I'm in. Yeah. Come back to your cancer. Right. You can still worship yep. even with cancer Yeah. because cancer doesn't have last say, mm-hmm. right? And that's going back to conversion because your soul is with God for eternity. You yeah. can't lose. Right. Yeah. Cannot lose. So I think of this verse just in, in Colossians. Colossians 2, 6. Now, just as you accepted Jesus as your Lord, you must continue to follow him. Let your roots grow down into him and let your lives be built on him. Then your faith will grow strong in the truth you were taught and you will overflow with thanksgiving. Yeah. Confessing gratitude. You ever noticed, this has been the story of my life. The more I complain, the more it reveals pride. Oh, totally. The more I'm gratitude, the more humility I feel like is formed in my life. Yeah. Well, and you know, it's it's interesting because I, I think that just need like pride and you know our our whole kingdom pace with you know perseverance, priority, you know, praise, all those things. Um, confession leads us to profess. And I think that we profess that Christ is, is Lord and we let go of that pride. We let go of those things that are holding on to us and we're, we're able to see it in the right light. Yeah. When you said that, I love those moments. This is like a John, this is like John chapter 16, 13 moment. The Holy Spirit guides you into all truth. I love that when it's like real time. Something you just said, like you just made this connection. This is awesome. We we're, we might have to peel each other off the side of this wall. <laughs> you know what the fruit of conversion is? Commitment and confession. The fruit. It all starts with conversion. Right. Conversion leads to commitment. Commitment leads to confession. 
And you just said it, which leads to worship and profession. Yeah. But it all starts with what? The birth and new life of conversion. Right. <laughs> just that. Yeah. My two cells in there, just both of them. <laughs> well, and the thing that I love about that is, I mean, you know, like this, this whole episode, right, is about the application. God has already made the way for us. We don't have to sit and, and think, man, I don't, I don't know if I can figure this out. I don't know what the steps are I have to do. Cause I think that that's what we fall into a lot is how do I do this? God has already made the way by opening his arms up to us. And literally all we have to do is, is obey and walk to him. Follow him. Yeah. And, and then everything else that follows is through the fruit of the Holy spirit, Absolutely. which he, he provides. So Jess, in our final moments here, I do want to pose a question to you. Yeah. So our friends that are listening, even, even us, like, like the awesome church that you, you're like the stone, the awesome church, right? This body of believers, mm -hmm. like new covenant where I'm going like, okay, those that are listening. So check this. I've been converted. I've been saved. I've been put in the church. I'm God's put me back in the world. I'm commit, I'm committed, I'm confessing that he's Lord. I'm also confessing when I'm sinful. So just what happens, right? That, um, what happens like, does, but, but here's my question. Does that really happen? Especially the last one. Why are people afraid to confess? Hmm. Condemnation. I, I, you know, I'm just, I'm thinking of um, just our world today that there is always that fear of condemnation. And I think, I've, I don't want to go like too far into this, but you know, my, my first thought just to throw it all out there um, is oftentimes we think of persecution from, from non-Christians, right? From the, the outside dark world around us. And really, a lot of times it comes from inside the church. And I think that it's because I always go back to people are passionate and people want to grow in, in their closeness to Christ. And sometimes we can get off and, and view that from a prideful angle instead of loving as Christ does. And so I think there is that fear of condemnation, one, from people and then two, from God of if they fall too short, they won't, they won't get back in. Like, that's such a good point. This made me think of a story. So follow me for a second. Okay. Pam's mom died mm -hmm. and we got Pam on a plane and we flew her to, we flew her south. Yep. My son went with her and didn't want her flying by herself mm -hmm. and my daughter and I took off afterwards. Yeah. I was fairly new to journaling. You know, journaling's a big deal. That's why that's where Keenan Pace birthed from, right? Yeah. And so I'm fairly new to that. We're, we're driving down. We, we left a little bit later in the day and we get into a town called like Shueyville, Kentucky. And we went and got some something to eat at a restaurant down in the south that we really like. It was late. We went and got some food and, um, Anybody wants to know it's chicken, fried chicken. Uh-huh. Good, good stuff. Judge me. Anyway, <laughs> so 
we we get we're leaving and Peyton's like Peyton could tell I was tired it was late it was almost midnight so we're eating really late Mm -hmm. and so we didn't like eating fried chicken that late in itself is that sounds like a bad idea it's not a good idea (laughs) but we're starving and Peyton says I I looked over and was like did you get everything and she was like she goes yeah but I didn't get a drink Mm. and she didn't want to say anything because we were already frustrated it took forever forget the food and she knew we were tired sure so it's like, all right. So I'm like, maybe the hotel's got something. Well, right when we were pulling into where we were getting a hotel, there was a gas station. Mm-hmm. We we get out, and I'm pretty certain there's a drug deal going down uh-huh. in the parking lot, and people are outside like yelling, carrying on this and that. So we go we go in, we get our drinks, and you could just feel the chaos in sure. the store. And even the guy, the guy behind the counter running it. He was outside, wasn't paying any attention to <laughs> the store. We get our two drinks and everything. We get back to the hotel and, um, I go to reach in my pocket for my wallet. My wallet's gone. <laughs> the key to the rooms in my wallet. Oh no. All my credit cards, everything. Yeah. So I panic uh-huh. <clears throat> and I go downstairs, I get back in my car. I'm looking and I had, I had like on sweatpants. So I thought my wallet, had it in my front pocket. I thought it fell out. I'd done it before. I couldn't find it. So I tell Peyton, go upstairs and sit outside the door of the room. I'll be right back. I go across the gas station. I'm looking. I, I go in and ask the guy if he found a wallet. He said, no, mm. wasn't in the parking lot or anything. Peyton starts calling my phone. She's like, dad, there's this dude staring at me. <laughs> so I go back across. I uh-huh. tell her to go downstairs. I go back. Anyway, we, we get connected. They give me a key to the room. I go in, I'm eating. I couldn't hardly focus on eating because I'm thinking about my wallet and everything. And I'm like, so I called Pam and said, we're going to have to cancel our credit cards and everything. And it's in the middle of the night. So I'm like, and I said, you're going to have to wire me some money. I, I get ready to go to bed and I pulled out my journal and I confessed to Jesus that I was afraid, right? And that I didn't understand why he allowed this into my life, knowing Pam's mom had died and we got to get down there. Mm-hmm. But then I confessed to him, you're Lord and I trust you. Yeah. Right? Like you did this for a reason. I accept it. I worship you. Yeah. And I went to bed. Three o'clock in the morning, I woke up out of a dead sleep and I felt like the Lord was like, go back to the gas station. Hmm. So I go over there and it's dark and I'm thinking I, it must've been your internal feeling. Right. So I grab the door and I open the door. The door actually opens to the gas station hmm. and a dude sits up in there and I walk in there and I said to him, I said, sir, um, I was here last night. I lost my wallet. And I'm like, I, it may not even be here, but I was like, I lost it last night. And I was like, I can't find it. Everything I own is in that wallet. Do you happen to see a wallet? And the dude reaches over and he goes, is it this one? Here's hmm. my wallet. Wow. I tell you that story to say this, that when we talk about like people being afraid and condemnation, right? Condemnation should never be in, in God's house, first of all. Hmm. The other thing is this, is that I've learned just kind of my own life that taking it kind of back 
when God saved me, I was lost and he found me. I've learned in my life, there's still areas that I'm lost in and it's okay to tell Jesus when we're lost Amen. because he's always wanting to find. Yeah. And that night that, that wallet that I lost, it wasn't about the wallet. It was about the worship. I just confessed to him that no matter what he decided, it wasn't going to change. Mm-hmm. Right. I yep. was going to still worship him. And that was this change for me in my life. Yeah. Right? Of not trying to fix it. And so I just would say like, to your point is that in God's house, we should create an environment that we could preach what Paul preached. There is no condemnation for those in Christ Jesus. Right. And that's the process of sanctification growing in that. So the next, um, the next few episodes, I should say, we're going to be doing a deep dive in this realm of education. Deep. Say it again, Pete. Deep, deep dive. This is where we need Paul, low voice. Yeah. And really, really looking at, you know, places within, within our faith, within the church, where there are these things that are coming in that, that don't belong, um, that are, yeah, I think of like, you know, the yeast that's, that's tainting the, the good soil. And, um, you know, what are we, what are we called to do? So let's put a terminology for it, a cool terminology for it. What's for that? real on our podcast. We're going to get it out there for everybody that listens. Anyway, sorry. <laughs> Check this out. We are going to use the term wackadoo. Wackadoo. When okay. it's not godlike, it's wackadoo. Okay. okay. Hashtag wackadoo. Hashtag wackadoo. So next time you're Jessica Pate. I am. <laughs> I'm Mark then. <laughs> <Sounds good. laughs> See you guys. See you guys.